Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. On this episode, we get to know Gina Lentenny, who serves as the Director of Marketing and Events at Legal Shred and Medics Waste Franchise. Gina's career is a tapestry of diverse experiences and challenges, and throughout this discussion, Gina's passion for delivering top-notch customer service and her commitment to the shredding industry shines through. Gina Lentenny, welcome to the Shred Coach Podcast. I am really glad you're here. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm really excited to be here with you today. So let's start with, uh, I know that probably a lot of people know you and a lot of people know who you are, and it's not like you're an unknown in the greater shredding and information management services industry, but tell me about your current title, your company, and your role. What, what do you do right now? So currently, I am the Director of Marketing and Events at Legal Shred and MedX Waste Franchise. So with that, I handle the social media and marketing for both Legal Shred and MedX Waste Corporate with the franchisees, along with supporting our CEO for meetings and hiring and other special projects as they come about. All right. That's cool. So I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and I don't do that very often because you and I have, I think, been friends on LinkedIn for, I don't know, six, 16 years or something. But I noticed when I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, something I'd never seen before. And that back in 2004, you had a job with this company called LXR Luxury Resorts. So what led you to that job? Give me a sense of what that company was and what led you to that job. So. After I graduated college, I had actually lived in Florida Keys and Key West for a couple of years. And LXR Luxury Resorts, is, there's several hotels that are part of the collection down there. And I did the events and rooms for the hotels there. And I started in sales and catering along with other departments. But I really, what drew me to it, well, with the predominant industry there being hospitality and tourism, there was no huge selection of where to go. But I always loved hospitality and that translated across every job that I've been in, whether it's we call it hospitality or customer service. It's all delivering those wow moments that like we talked about at the conference last year when we had Jesse Cole and the Savannah Bananas. But that's always been something that's special to me in doing that. So I was down there for two years and in those two years had many more than six hurricanes, but six that made us evacuate. And the last one, the hotels flooded, the pools were filled with sand. It just, I realized it was tough living on island. <laughs> so I made my way north. I, and I actually, because of being down there, I had an opportunity in North Carolina to do event through a concierge. It was a startup company that did concierge services and building services for people in the NASCAR community. But as I said, it was startup and she had the, who was starting the business, many pieces that were trying to go at the same time. And the lesson that I learned out of it is really, you need to establish yourself in the area and grow that before you can go adding on other things because you Uh, really need that foundation. So got it. Got it. Okay. So you had LXR Luxury Resorts as part of this unique history. And then you had something to do with NASCAR in the Carolinas that created this thing. And so where'd you go after that? What came after that NASCAR thing that was probably an interesting lesson because they were doing too many things at one time? Yes. With me, I ended up getting a real estate license. But that was really just while I was figuring that out. And then I 
moved back to New Jersey, which is where my family was. And my mom and I had discussed a lot wanting to open a business together. And so we had, while we were doing research, figuring out what that would be, I worked on a farm doing marketing and events for an agritourism farm. So I've had some fun, different jobs over the the early part of my working history. Yeah. So the first time I would have met you, you were with Assure Shred. So give me the Assure Shred story. So around the time that we were doing our research on, on what we wanted to do, it was 2008 and the recession was happening. There was a lot happening economically and we just knew that it needed to be something whatever we did needed to be something that people needed and it wasn't going anywhere and so the word security kept coming up and in searches we were searching and my my dad was helping us with that part a little bit and found online an article about identity theft security and we became aware of shredding at that point so my mom they had gone to North Carolina and met with a company there who just to get the lay of the land, they entered, they showed their office area, the trucks that they had, and a little bit about the processes. And it was evident that we were very novice in the industry. So <laughs> they suggested Shred School in South Carolina. And so okay. with Ray Berry. And so we both went separately and that's where we learned it all. And we got our start there we that's where we were connected with shred tech and our first truck was one of the shred tech show trucks in new orleans that year for the conference oh um, yes 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 yeah so we were excited for that to come and it allowed us to get an earlier start on that too but also full circle shred schools in october this year and i get to present there so i'm excited for that if oh, anybody cool. wants to attend that <laughs> We'll be having a panel. So with that, we were able to get our first job going the end of April as soon as we got our truck. So you you and your mom start a Sure Shred. You go to Shred School. Ray Berry downloads all his amazing information. You learn from that. You meet Shred Tech. You get a Shred truck. Like when you're new in this business, and I can only imagine, I mean, you and I both know that as much as I think women run the best companies in the world, Sometimes this is a a very men-based industry, right? There's a lot of men in it, but I'm interested how you like thought about trucks and managed trucks and tended to think about all that. And did you and your mom go out and do like go and do pickups? And like, how did, how did this all unfold for you? So we had, we were really fortunate that we had my, my dad was a great resource. He had had trucking companies his entire life. So Uh it was made us feel better to know that if we had a truck issue, we had a resource to go to. Yes. So that was really exciting. <laughs> and then we had found a driver that was local to where we lived right away. He had had trucking businesses, knew, owned and operated his truck. So I would, in the early days, go on all of the jobs with him, which was so much fun to see how it really happened and, and got to use my different expertises and seeing how things work. I love putting together a puzzle and I can see how to make things work. I'm very like visual puzzles are exciting to me. And so I remember early on, we did a purge in a town nearby. And before we went, I had gone just to check it out. It was in a barn. It was up in the hayloft and only had a spiral staircase. And they wanted to 
as to bring it all down, which with hundreds of boxes could take days right. <laughs> from the way this, the way the logistics were. But I also, with the hayloft, there was a door out the side and there was no way to get up and down it. But I had talked to the owner and said, if there's any way we can come back. And I went back to the office and I was so excited that I had an idea. And so they were excited. My dad helped me. We built a, like a conveyor belt over a ladder and brought that back and brought everything down through a slide out the hayloft door. And the owner was so happy every year he had a purge and we he called us immediately which is really exciting so we've had that's, we had a lot of things over the years yeah no that's really cool and it's i think it's a such an interesting story because family businesses are really a big part of a lot of entrepreneurial ventures so tell me about working with your mom how does working with your mom work i mean like i'm intrigued by that part of the story so it's exciting and it's also, as a lot of other family in, or businesses in the industry know, it, it's, it can be difficult at times just because you're working with different generations approaching things in a different way. But we were also really fortunate because prior to this, my mom had actually retired from teaching. She was a math teacher and supervisor for years. So mm. she really knew the numbers, the books, and did a lot of that. And I had gone to college at CU Boulder for advertising and marketing. Right. So it was such a great compliment to each other. And then, of course, we had our our truck guru on call if we, if we needed help there. So it really allowed us to grow. And also because we kept our market small, but mm. our, they were very loyal customers. And we were, had, we were so lucky for everybody that we were able to work with during that time. So tell me about how, you know, before the, the eventual exit and sale from the business, how, how big did, did that business become? What was the size and scope of that roughly? I don't need the exacts, but. We had two shred trucks and then we also had box trucks as well too for transportation. For transport. And did you have a plant as well? Did you have a plant no. shredding operation? Okay. We were all on site and then we had recycle centers in New Jersey that we worked with. New oh. Jersey is can be tricky with that get having there aren't a lot of off-site locations there yeah i've heard new jersey is a tricky market i i have heard yeah. that numerous times okay so eventually you get to the place where you decide to exit the business tell me a little bit about your decision to exit so I, a lot of it my mom was fully ready to retire and mm. i wanted to stay in the industry but i also didn't know if, that i wanted to be right there in new jersey <laughs> When you have an on-site local business, it can be a little tough to do that. So, so we sold then and knowing that I wanted to stay in the industry, one of the first people that I met in, in the industry and who became a mentor was Sean Frederick with Legal Shred in New okay. York. Yeah. And I knew that with the relationships that I had made in iSigma and made that I didn't want to leave that and... So I talked to him and he helped me figure out a solution of where I could work with him and really find a role and to grow with and stay in the industry. And so I've been there ever since. And as I mentioned, from trying to think, I can remember it was like maybe LA, one of the early conferences, he always was a mentor and he had was getting back into the industry with Legal Shred after having Code Shred. And so he had all the knowledge and is always willing to share that with everyone. And I always thought that's the kind of person I want to work with. <laughs> so 
So that's where you are. Now. Ten years later, that's where I am. Where you are. All right. So let's let's go on another pathway for a bit because you know where I first met you was at Nade, and I realize we're called I Sigma now, but let's go back to Nade because during your time at Assure Shred, with when you were in business with your mom, you got deeply involved in Nade. So tell me about how that early involvement helped you in the business. Going back to Shred School, <laughs> one of Ray's first comments was as you're getting involved, this is something you need to be a part of is made. And so we joined and I went to the conference and met a lot of interesting people. And so that was really exciting. And I wanted to do more. <laughs> and so they suggested getting involved in committees. And from there, I was on the, at the time it was the public relations committee and the complaint resolution council were first. And then the next year there was an opening in my love events committee. So I did that. I added that on too. So I, between the three committees and it get, was very involved and it gave an opportunity to work with people across the country and we would get referrals from people across the country and give them across the country, especially for a local business. It's the best opportunity to be able to network because you don't otherwise know who to refer people to, whether it be them moving or they just got your number and they don't know they're right. on the other side. Right. right. All kinds of interesting things show up when when you're a little company in a, a market and people call and you never know what they need. But the connections are profound. The connections we've all built in this really interesting world. In 2015, you were actually awarded, not actually, you were awarded the member of the year with Nade. Tell me what happened that year for you. What what was going on that year? 2015 was an exciting year for myself with Need and in many ways. Yeah, I had chaired the conference committee in Texas that year. And that was also the year that I was first elected to the Need board. But as you mentioned, even more exciting was to find out, which I didn't find out till the conference, obviously, we as I was part of the complaint resolution council. And that year we had had an unprecedented number of cases it was so generally with the committees of need they know that all of their their members are volunteers from the companies at large in the in the industry and to make sure they're not overextending they try to limit any requests for support in these committees to one to two hours a month and because of how much we had going on it was one to two hours a week and Ooh. so they were really, and some of them were very in-depth. Obviously, I can't go too far into that because right. their ethics, what the Complaint Resolution Council does is we listen to ethic complaints that are brought against companies for various reasons right? right. and deliberate on that. So with all that we had done that year, you know, they recognized that that was something that they wanted to honor in in a fashion. And also it took a lot of strength, I think, for all of us, because you really have to set aside those relationships that you've been building to give it an impartial view and make right. sure that you're doing the best for the industry. Yeah. Well, very cool. Quite well, that I recall that happening and that award, which I thought was really cool and well-deserved on your part. So just as a, you know, sort of standing back and looking at it, what were some of the biggest lessons you got from not just being part of Nade, but by the deep involvement in it, like being on the complaint resolution committee, being on the member 
you know, member stuff, being on event stuff, like being sort of front, you know, getting prepared to go on the board. What were some of the benefits of the lessons that you got as a result of that? So with the Complaint Resolution Council, you learn as much about what not to do as what to do, yeah. which is always, especially early, it was early on and there were some quick lessons to see immediately, like this can happen or be aware of. So that was always something interesting. And then also all of the committees, it's the opportunities within need and the membership, what we have to offer things that you might not even realize because you're, you're involved in it. And so right. you see the different things, the different options as they're coming about. And you really get to develop those relationships for down the line. And so when you're going to a, the iSigma page to find a company in an area, you actually know the people in behind the company. So. Yeah, no, I, I think it's such a, you know, going back to Ray's, Ray Berry's encouragement, not just to join Nade, but to get involved in Nade. And he's he's been a huge proponent of that over the years, which I've always appreciated. But what so often happens is when you get deeply involved, you get rewards from it too. Like it's not just what you contribute, it's what you get back from the contribution that so many people miss, I think. It's they show up at events and then disappear. But it's the contribution that creates the connection and the, the networks and the learning and the insights and the insider knowledge that is always helpful. Exactly. And something that's great that I've noticed, too. On, so as the president-elect, I am the chair of the membership committee. And one thing that we did when we were selecting our the members and who have a lot of them have requested to be on committees, but we also reached out to people who have not been on a committee before who are active in the industry because you get a fresh perspective that they didn't know they they had a yeah. place to put all of those contributions yeah. so it's really exciting to see that yeah really exciting so you said earlier you moved over to legal shred so give me a sense of the evolving role you've played there just in short i realized i wanted to focus the conversation more on a little bit of your story and your history but i think it's important what you do now because you've not left the industry you stayed in it you sold you and your mom sold the business you have stayed in it you're deeply involved in nade you already mentioned i'm going to ask you a little bit more about your your evolving board role but you're also at legal shred which is a really cool company so tell me a little bit about the role you play a bit more about the role you play what you do there and just give me a, a brief sense of that so it's been amazing as we talked about earlier a short shred was on-site destruction so everything was on-site shredding bringing the truck doing everything on on-site for the customers with legal shred we have as i said they were in it so much longer even as another company before so there's shredding and storage and medical waste. And so there's so much to learn along the way in yeah. different industries as well. And it's really been a huge growth opportunity. And it's such a great group of people. But so doing the marketing, I started a lot with just working with Sean directly. And then I evolved and grown into the marketing and social media. So everything that you see from Legal Shred and Medex Waste Online, I have been working hard to bring that to people with all that's of you. Our, okay, our, that's our you. Okay, that's you. Yeah. Yep. yep. Very um, cool. And it, so it's always been fun. And we're always trying to find events that we can do and get involved in the community. So we have two to three times a year, we have different fundraiser drives that we work on. Right now we have a, we're working with a food bank for a drive at the end of the week that we've been collecting for. And then also with 
the building the on-site storage. So making sure people are aware of that and the MedEx waste offering the franchises. And I've been putting together, we have a conference coming up. So working on material for that, it's really exciting things to be a part of and see the growth of others within within the industries. So. Yeah, that's it, it's a really cool role you play because it, it seems like Legal Shred is, you know, there's a lot of small companies, as you know, when you, you were back with your mom at Assure Shred, even though you have a marketing focus, it's really hard when you're a smaller company to, to be able to put a person in a role like, you know, marketing and social media. But as you get to be a bigger company, some really cool things get to happen in that regard. So it's exciting what you're doing there at Legal Shred. So yes, you you mentioned already, and I just want to explore that a little bit further. You are now president elect of I Sigma, which congratulations on that. What a what a cool honor. And that means you assume the role of president next April at the conference, correct? Yes. yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is a huge honor. I'm very excited yeah. about that. So tell me, so. tell me a little bit because you've you've been part of you know the evolving board over the last few years as they as we went from Nade and then Nade and Prism merged and became I Sigma and you've had a seat at the table through all of that like you've you've been in very close proximity so what did you learn through the merger through that experience and then I'm going to ask you a little bit about you know your future goals and hopes for your role as president so let let's start with what you've learned in the last few years through the merger through being on a bigger board, through actually an evolution, even in the executive director? What are some of the lessons and learnings you've had there? It's been a very busy couple of years in the High yeah. Sigma community. Um, in 2018, as you mentioned, we merged, the, not only did we merge the industries, we merged the board. Yep. So generally a board, the meetings have about 10 people and we were over 20, which is, can be hard to manage the executives in the room with ideas, but we had great leadership along the way. And a lot of that was really making sure, because there's so much that it, it's made in PRISM. Obviously, made is the document destruction and PRISM is the storage. And they have so much overlap, which made it those parts easy to combine. And it, there's such synergy with it. But we also wanted to make sure the integrity of each of the individual the industries alone was maintained throughout yeah. everything. So it was a lot of balance and making sure everyone was heard. And it was exciting. I think they really, everybody really pulled together to make that happen. So that was 2018 to 2020 and 2021, we became a iSigma board. And then 2022, we are on the executive search for a new CEO of the industry. Right. And I was fortunate to be on that committee as well, the SRC. So it, we really wanted to make sure that we found someone that believed in the growth and in the association as well, and who wanted to, to achieve those goals. And so we found Nate Campbell and he has been working with us since. And so that's been really exciting too. So let's, let's jump to your, you obviously, you, you got recommended as president and put into that pathway within the executive committee. But I'm interested not just in the fact that you were recommended, because that, that to me is a, a really cool honor, but what's your dream for this or what's your vision for, and I know generally you get to say that at the conference when they hand you the gavel and they hand you, the, they put the crown on your head and all that kind of stuff and everybody kisses the ring. But now you're still quite a few months out from that. What are some of the things you're thinking about as a president elect? Like what are, what? 
what starts going through your mind this far in advance? I've never asked that question of anybody before, <laughs> but I, I'm just intrigued by what do you think about you're sitting in a, a board meeting? Is your brain going, hmm, how am I going to do this? Or is it, this is what I want to accomplish? Or what what's happening in the Gina president-elect brain versus when you actually become that role? Well, I so I think being on the chair of the membership committee has already started putting all of those wheels mm. in motion because this year, actually, we have reorganized all of our committees. We've gone from over 20 to about 12. And the membership committee now includes the marketing and communication committee, the certification support committee, and, and the division leadership for both RIM and security, for data security. So it's all about the growth and evolution of the industry. And that is where I'm looking as the president-elect too, of how we can build value into the membership and make people see the, the excitement that I do. And we're working on that right now too, in so many ways. We hope we have a lot of new member options that we want to be putting out soon. We can't share quite yet, but. Oh, dropping some hints, it sounds like. It's exciting. And and we want to keep building that so that we can grow the membership and provide that value to everyone. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. Well, that's delightful. And Gina, I, I think it's really cool to hear your story because you've been deeply involved. You've been you know, you've been in this game for quite a while. It's exciting, not just, you know, in terms of the role you play at Legal Shred, but the role you play within the association community. And I think, you know, a lot of times people know you because of that, know you because of the Shred world. And other than maybe some of your closest friends, what would people in the industry not know about you? What What's something kind of interesting about you, like either a secret hobby or passion something fun you like to do outside work? What are you irrationally passionate about? I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing out different questions, but what may be something that people wouldn't know about you? But if you said it and, you know, the next time they see you, they might go, oh, I heard this about you and I just want to tell you this thing. So give, give me a sense of any answer to any of those questions. Take it however you want it. Oh boy. There's a lot in that question. So one of my favorite things that I try to do whenever I have the opportunity is to travel. Oh, a little bit of need coming into this, but the most exciting part is the last month I've been doing a bit about the country and I've got to visit friends, shred friends in Ohio, in Missouri, in Colorado. So it, that's always been really exciting. More onto that, I've been the only state I have left to get to is Hawaii. So I need to get that in there. And I love to be outdoors too. So I think that's how I went to school in Colorado and have been visiting back there to get out in the mountains and be hiking and just taking everything in. The outdoors has always been something near and dear to my heart. I've got a question for you then. What's your favorite park in the U.S.? Do you have a favorite national park? That is a tough one. I love Rocky Mountain National Park, obviously. I'm not sure if it's a national park, but the Muir Woods, the, where the Redwoods are in California, yeah. has been just one of my favorite places of all time. Really? Why is that? What what about Muir, the Muir Park, you called it? What about that where the Redwoods are is particularly fascinating to you? You're up, you're on the water, (laughs) you're in the mountains, and you're just among these huge, beautiful trees that are just like, it's quiet. You don't hear, it's 
it's very peaceful. There's something so mm. relaxing about that. And it just feels, I don't know the word. Magical? <laughs> magical, yeah, to be okay. there. And then maybe I'll sing in the woods because I love to sing. And I actually, in eighth grade, I received a vocal music award. Don't know that I would get it again. <laughs> Gina, this has been delightful. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing some weird histor historical stuff that I asked you that uh, I just found on your LinkedIn profile that I'd never, I never knew about before. And continued success. I know the year ahead and the year after that is going to be a very big year for you. And I know that you're going to do a rock star job of it. So thank you for all you've done for the industry. Thank you for all you continue to do. And thank you for sharing it all with us today. Thank you so much, Tom. It has been a pleasure to be here and get to spend this time with you. Thanks again for listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. Make sure to visit TomAdams.com for executive coaching, advisory board services, podcasting, training, and more. And subscribe to our email list so you can have first access to brand new strategies, tips, and ideas from trusted shredding and business professionals.